day everyone welcome to the other guy podcast and today i'll be talking about something very very important should we make it something i think it should be someone very very important and who else would that be the first class citizen of nigeria mr bola ametinobu boy no let's not use mr for him again he's the first class citizen of the country so let's make it president bola Ahmed tinobu the man at the top of the helm right now. <laughs> so he's promised us renewed hope. So I feel the hope that he has promised to renew. He should do that well. Though. He should come and revive the economy. He should come and revive the country. We are tired. But what do we know? Well, he has, he has performed well in some circumstances as a senator, then as a governor. When he was the senator... Um, um, the military government then under Sani Abacha dissolved uh, the Senate and then he stood up as an activist. Then before he now contested for the governorship election, he then came in as the governor of Lagos State, did well road construction and all that, tried to revive and did well for, for Lagos before moving out of office after eight years. And now, wonderfully, wonderfully, I said wonderfully, he has now become the governor of Nigeria. <laughs> so he's saying the governor. I think he's the more of the governor of Nigeria. He's the governor at the top of governors. <laughs> the governor having the title of the president of Nigeria. I welcome you, Mr. President. And today I want to talk about my expectation for your government. We want to talk about the expectation we have for President Bola Ahmed. As you can hear from my voice, I'm all smiles. <laughs> I so much love this man. Well, there have been a lot of controversy from the election down to the candidacy of his vice president-elect, Shetima. So, there have been a lot of problems. Because some people still don't believe the election was free and fair. But the election has been concluded. The case of the, the candidacy of uh, Shetima that has been a little bit controversial has been taken to court. And the court has arrived at the decision that the opposition party doesn't have the right to question the candidacy of someone from another party. The sole party itself only has that kind of right to question the candidacy of somebody within their party so the opposition party doesn't have that power so it's kind of settled now so the one thing we should be talking about now is not about how i love the man <laughs> so let me just be objective <laughs> so today i'm once again today i'm going to be talking about my expectation of the government and just as i've said i'm not alone i'm here with sam so, good day, Sam. Welcome to the Other Guy Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Henry. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be on this episode of The Other Guy. And I'm so much delighted to join in on this very, very crucial topic uh, as it's concerned my dear country, Nigeria. I'm glad to join. And uh, I hope you will have a very great conversation. <laughs> okay, I know you're delighted. <laughs> But let's end your romantic talk between both of us. So, so now let's just get down to the major parts of 
what we just want to have here this discussion so sam our new president has just been inaugurated what do you expect of president bola ametinobu well uh, at this point in time as regarding my own personal expectation about the incoming president the incoming the incoming administration uh, that will be spearheaded by uh, His Excellency, of course, you can regard him as His Excellency now because he has been given the title, the GCON and the GCFR to his vice and himself, respectively. So, His Excellency Bola Ahmed Tinubu, uh, well, the election, I would like to just, uh, you know, backpedal to what transpired during the election. Uh, the election, we, we witnessed, at uh, the election, we witnessed a lot, a whole lot of drama, a whole lot of drama that is, uh, you know, big enough uh, to divide the country. Uh, let me just say, use the word divide, because it could be more than that. Uh, we saw the most competitive election ever conducted in the history of the country, and we saw uh, how divisive the country can be when it comes to tribe and, uh, you know, uh, religious affiliation. Uh, this whole drama started with the primaries uh, at the APC, and, of course, uh, the APC primary uh, was a widespread, uh, you know, you know, uh, a distaste to majority of the Christian faithfuls. Uh, you know, uh, Tinobu emerged as the winner, obviously, and then he picked a vice. Uh, so that was where the controversy began. You know, there, there, there was talk about this Muslim-Muslim ticket and how uh, it can pose a lot of threat to a country that has diversity in terms of uh, religious affiliation, we have the, the Christian religion, we have the traditional religion, and of course we have the Muslim religion. And in a country that is as diverse in, in, in religion, uh, majority expected APC to come up with a Christian-Muslim ticket. Of course, Asiwaju is a Muslim. And then the shocker was when he brought on uh, Kashim Shetima, Senator Kashim Shetima, as his running mate, and then it sparked a whole lot of opera across the country. Uh, of course, that's not a big surprise because uh, it is expected because uh, the usual tradition, the usual custom of the presidency in Nigeria, since uh, we uh, got back to the you know the um, civilian rule, has been Muslim Christian. Is it that the president is, is a Muslim and the vice is a Christian or vice versa? Uh, and that's where the controversy started from. And probably uh, the APC got a lot of enemies from there, from the uh, electorates that are also diverse in terms of religion. Uh, so that aside, uh, fast forward to the election, uh, we had a very, very uh, keenly contested election. Uh, we saw a divide, you know, where tribes divide uh, behind the, the party that has their flag bearer as their tribes person. We saw a Labour Party at Peter Obi as uh, from Igbo, obviously, and then Atiku uh, from the north, that's Awusa, and then Asiwajubola Metunubu uh, from the west, uh, that's Yoruba. And this uh, diverse division uh, into tribes really charted the course of the election as to who the electorates would, uh, you know, back up. And then uh, the uh, permutations before the election was that, okay, the North had 
the lion's share of the population when it comes to a veto power and of course that is how it has been over the years and people were thinking that Atiku is going to pull a whole large crowd from the north because that is where uh, he originated from but it was a shocker at uh, the polling units different results started coming up and then in the first shocker of the election was Peter will be actually picking uh, the first position in the core west that's Lagos uh, then uh, then uh, PDP uh, lost majority of their their state, their stronghold in the east. Uh, that's due to the influence of Peter Obi. And uh, uh, the only beneficiary of the whole exercise was Dollar um, Ahmed Tinubu, who went on to score to some, some votes, even where he doesn't emerge as the first in terms of uh, tally of votes counted. He emerges second third with a very large number of votes and that really set a, a precedence for uh for him to you know lead the poll on the second day of the counting uh, down to the last day before he was eventually announced winner of the election now uh, in, uh, in this uh, inaugural time inauguration time uh, a lot of thoughts might be running through the uh, minds of nigeria i read a, a particular uh, message sent from um the PT, the PTE, or what, what's it called? The PTC, rather, Presidential Transition Council, PTC. It says, let's maintain unity as one people, one nation. Let's support the new administration and build in Nigeria that we can all be proud of. So, I presume that they probably read through the minds of majority of Nigeria and so that they were not satisfied with the outcome of the poll. So uh, this message is needed to, you know, quell the, uh, uh, the satisfaction in the mind of majority of Nigerians. Because when you, when you see uh, the outcome of the election, you will see that the winner that has been announced by INEC, of course, uh, His Excellency Bola Ahmed Tinubu, had, does not have... Uh, majority of the votes. When, when you have to count, when you, he, he had, of course, when you put the three contestants together, he emerged as winner because he had more votes than the other two. But when you combine the votes of the Labour Party and the PDP Party candidates, they, they swell way over Asewaju's uh, 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 votes. And you could expect that when you, when you put those population together, they are much more than those who voted for Asiwajibola uh, Metinubu, and of course, you would know that more than 50% of the voters did not vote for Asiwajibola Metinubu, and that goes a long way to uh, to state how dissatisfied those population are. So that is why I saw that uh, the PTC Council, the, P the Presidential Transition Council, saw the need to you know send this message beforehand. You know, to calm the, the minds of Nigerians and also tend towards accepting the new administration. So, for me personally, I think the majority of the population are not satisfied with the election. And of course, they are just, you know, since he has been declared winner despite the courts, um, you know, drama and all that, majority of them know that he has been announced winner and of course it will be. He, he, he will be sworn, sworn in, or he, he, of course. So 
and then they just have to accept it, accept the fact, even though majority don't don't like it. For me personally, I've moved on. It's not about the presidency; it's about you as an individual. What you want to uh, you know do to achieve? Uh, a few days ago, Dangote Refinery was um, inaugurated, and and commission. Uh, that is one Nigeria achieving his dream. So as a Nigerian, you just have to, you just have to focus on your dream, focus on your aspiration. Even as much as the uh, atmosphere, the ecosystem of the country is not favorable for entrepreneurs, you just have to strive and you know try to connect two far-reaching ends together. So that's basically my own take on that. Well, I think the transition council was right because we need this is not the time for division what we need right now is unity we need one strong nation a nation strong stronger together so we coming together will help us enable us tackle this situation or the problem well so division right now is not advisable so i agree with that what we need right now is unity so let me just ask you this question it's somehow personal do you trust the new government? Um, on the issue of trust, uh, well, trust is a complex, uh, complex ideology when it comes to politics. You can't totally, you know, vouch for a particular administration until you see what they are capable of, until you see what they have been able to achieve over the course of the uh, duration of the administration. Uh, talking about trust, let's look back at the previous administrations. I want to go as far back as as Good Luck Jonathan's administration. Uh, Good Luck Jonathan was fortunate enough to, you know, uh, uh, get the presidential seat. I would say by chance because the elected president was Yaradua. And uh, he was not able to, you know, see off his tenure due to uh, poor health and he, uh, uh, he, he had to, you know, uh, answer the nature call that he has to pass on. And then his vice, Good Luck Jonathan, took over from there. And, of course, with the story of uh, he came from a very poor background, he did this, he did that, he never had uh, shoes to put on when while he was going to school. And then he had to fight his way all through, uh, uh, break the shackles of poverty, and then, you know, try to make meaning out of his life. And there he is at that time, uh, you know, being considered as the president due to the demise of the, the, the elected president, Yaradwa. And um, he came on. Uh, many didn't expect much from him because it wasn't the, uh, you know, elected president he was he had to take over from the uh uh deceased president uh, but he came on and did marvelously well and the the first two years the, or the first two and a half years after the demise of the elected president Sheradua, uh he, he did wonderfully well he uh, you know resuscitated the economy of the nation and we became uh, uh, the biggest economy in africa under his tenure under his watch, and that gave Nigeria a lot of boost and hope, you know, to vote him in again for the for the uh, for his own first term then uh, the, as an elected president. So he was able to do 
a lot within a short period of time to win the trust of Nigerians, to win the uh, minds of Nigerians. And in fact, the 20, uh, 20, uh, 2011 election that brought him in as the president was one of the uh, most peaceful elections ever held in the country because we saw an Hausa man, you know, voting for Jonathan, not because he is not from the north, but because of what he has been able to achieve within that short period of time. He was given the opportunity to, uh, you know, control the affairs of the country. So he won the trust and the, 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 uh, the people were able to vouch for him for, for his own first tenure as an official president, officially elected president. And what then happened? Uh, we can see that after, after two years into his, his own uh, 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 actual tenure, and then things began to go south. Insecurity began to, you know, uh, dent his administration. You know, that, was, that was when the uh, Boko Haram of thing became a very big issue, especially in the north, and the Chibok girls, and all of that began to, you know, draw a lot of question marks over his uh, capability as the president. And I remember a, a three-day protest was staged as the, at the TBS uh, in Lagos, and he had to send military personnel down there to disperse people. And, you know, that was due to a hike in fuel price and disperse people peacefully. And then that was how uh, people began to paint him bad and paint him dirty until... Another opportunity to change the administration came up in 2015. Uh, Jonathan, uh, 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 at 2015 uh, election, had a lot of Nigerians uh, casting a lot of doubts over his capability to continue as the president. And, of course, this uh, became a very, very, very big uh, threat to his continuity as a then. And uh, then again, APC have been trying, you know, there have been the major opposition party to PDP. They have been trying, you know, to combat, to fight PDP, and then you know, win, win them in majority of the seats in the Senate, and of, of course, uh, win a presidential election. So APC was formed by some little, little, small, small allied parties, and then they became strong. 2015, they were able to bring up someone who they tagged as Messiah. That is the outgoing president, President Muhammadu Buhari. So they tagged him as Messiah and they promised that he's going to tackle insecurity, he's going to tackle uh, um, corruption, which was another big call on, on, on Jonathan's administration. So, well, they were able to sell the outgoing president to Nigerians and they bought it. They bought it really, really well. And eventually, one way or the other, Jonathan had to bow out of the presidential, presidential villa. So... Talking about trust, Jonathan was able to win the trust of Nigeria for the few amount of time he was able to take over from the deceased president uh, in his blessed memory, President uh, Yaradua. And, uh, but then again, he lost the trust of the people because of the rising uh, 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 heat wave of insecurity and corruption. So now then come the Messiah. The Messiah ruled for eight years and also... I would want to say, in quotes, failed. He failed to deliver on the promise he promised Nigerian. He, he said he's going to tackle corruption and insecurity. Of course, you can give me, give him a, a, a uh, you know, uh, give him, cut him some slack because he actually did to some extent. Uh, the issue of insurgency in the north actually went 
down to the barest minimum but that doesn't say he was able to you know totally abolish insecurity in the north and talking of corruption corruption still exists in nigeria probably in another another form so and then he, he, aside from uh in uh, at the Buhari administration failing to deliver on their promise they also failed to, to, to provide the basic the basic thing the basic thing is the protection of life and properties so I said he was able to tackle the insurgency stuff, but he was unable to tackle other uh, other insecurity crises arising from farmer-seeders clash and uh, you know some other communal crisis. So on those terms, he failed. And talking about uh, uh, becoming the poverty, the headquarter of poverty in the world, that was achieved under Buhari, and a lot of a lot of other negative achievements. But I have to cut him some slacks because the way he handled the uh, COVID-19 uh, incident was so, so perfect. So that is the only aspect I would say he did so marvelously well. But of course, we know in Africa, COVID-19 of 18 was more of an illusion than a reality. But de definitely, we, we just have to buy into it and you know take, take precautions. So fast forward now to the incoming, incoming president. Uh, His Excellency President Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Uh, of course, following the uh, backlash from the polls, uh, you know, the dissatisfaction of majority of the people, uh, I think one of the major things we want to do is to uh, try to gain the trust of Nigerians by moving fast with whatever promise he had in store for 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 the for the country. He says he's gonna make things easy, you know, try to lessen the burden of Nigeria and try to uh, deliver his promise. So the only way you can gain the trust of Nigeria is to start delivering fast on those promises. He could come in and say, okay, fine. One of the biting issues uh, uh, in the country is the hike in fair price. So I'm going to deduct, I'm going to reduce the fair price to, to, to 65 naira per liter. Fantastic. A lot of Nigeria will be happy. You see jubilation all, all over the street. But, uh, that kind of uh, uh, risk is very high to take unless he wants to use money from his pocket to subsidize fuel so that it will be able to, uh, they will be able to sell uh, at that price. So that means he has to go extra mile to win the trust of Nigerians. Uh, but of course he can because it, it takes a devil to become an angel overnight if he does charity, if he favors the poor, if he, you know, you know, you know, just do some miracles that will paint him good in the eyes of the people. So Nigeria is easily won over by by um, by cheap cheap uh, uh, promises, and especially when the promises are delivered. So of course he can win the trust of Nigerians, but as 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 we speak, is uh, yet to is yet to win any trust, especially from majority of the electorate that did not vote for him. So he have to move fast with um, implementing most of his uh, uh, election campaigns, promises, and manifestos. <laughs> you're, you're quite right. Trust is a complex ideology, just as you said. So I think your notions are right. So the next question, well, what, what is your advice to Nigerians? You know, Nigerians out there, majority or should I say some section of the society are not satisfied with the result 
So what is your advice to Nigerians out there and how do you think Nigerians collectively can help the government, this new government, function well? You know, without the people on its side, the government might not function well. So how do you think Nigerians can work collectively with this new government and enable a functional and better nation? Uh, for, for me to majority of Nigerians personally, I would say that we should just give in, accept, accept the fact that uh, the election has been concluded and, and the winner has been announced and the winner has been inaugurated. So all you need to do for the sake of Nigeria and Nigerians, which you and I are part of, just have to let the ball keep rolling. You see, Democracy, they say, is the government of the people, by the people and for the people. So most time, only two of these iconic theories achieved. Government of the people, for the people. But sometimes the by the people aspect is not realized because most time the... the the uh, choice of the people did not even uh, don't emerge as the winner. So when it comes to that, as long as these two other objectives have been achieved, that's the success. So we just have to allow things to go on. So we shouldn't be at this point to start plotting. Oh, I'm gonna stage a very large protest. No, I won't accept. No, I won't regard so 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 person as my president. And who says you have the power or the vet, uh, the constitutional authority to reject a president that has been announced? by the INEC. So you just have to comply and move on and wish the incoming administration well because we only have one country. If we set it on fire, when we try to run out to seek accommodation in another country, that is when we will have a when we will see, that is how we will see the importance of having a home and a place to call a home. So even though you don't accept the incoming administration, it's not in your power to fight against it. You just have to wish that it's you know it's prosper and everything works well. It's just four years. You'll be presented with another opportunity to vote again. So why not wait and pray for the country? So that's just my own take. Just accept, you know, wish the administration well and continue to focus on your business. The government won't feed you. The government won't clothe you. So the government won't do those basic things for you. What they do is to provide amenities and secure your life and properties. And if they are able to deliver on those, fine. Just have to continue your life and move on. Thanks for that, Sam. Thanks for your time. Thanks for accepting our invitation to come talk on this podcast. On this episode, you're quite a good guest. <laughs> And you, should, you shouldn't worry about that. I'll be having more of you, <laughs> more of you on my podcast. So thanks for that, Sam. Thanks for your time. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was uh, such a very interesting topic. I had to take my time to explain uh, some of the the key aspects. So I'm glad to join in on this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Sam, and bye for now. Well, I think what we need right now is unity, not division. 
I think there is no reason to promote division because we need a united Nigeria. We need to help the government. We need to work with them and ensure proper, functional, and transparent running of the government. We need to focus on issues that have been troubling us for a very long time. And I just hope the government, I just hope the president, President Bola Ahmed Tinubu, will actually ensure and bid well with the renewed hope he has promised us. So that will be all for today. Thanks for listening to the Agai Podcast. Goodbye.